It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which camp matchup are we the most excited to see for the Dallas Cowboys this year? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are answering your Twitter questions today, getting you ready for Cowboys training camp that starts, what, in about a week, Landon? Is that right? <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's actually eight days, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we're, we're, getting we're getting very close. Yeah. All right. First question from Jack. He wants to know, what is the one camp battle that you were the most excited to mm. see this year? Man, that's tough, right? Because, I mean, we just have been spending all these months kind of eagerly anticipating all of these matchups so to, to kind of put one into perspective. I, I think, you know, for me right now, what I would like to see is, uh, and this is kind of a twofer, right? I mean, I guess all these are twofers, but uh, I want to see Tyler Smith playing guard versus Mozzie uh, Smith yeah. uh, inside. You know, I just want to see power on power. I want to see where Tyler Smith is as, as a guard. And I want to see where Mozzie Smith is as, as an interior defensive tackle. So I think for me, just because there's so much questions going around the offensive linemen, uh, offensive line, you know, the, the lineups, that sort of thing. I think that a key to that is going to be whether Tyler Smith is still comfortable playing guard, how he kind of transitions back to that position, if, if he is going to end up at that position. So there's a lot to watch. There's a lot to see how his transition back to that position goes. And then obviously Mozzie Smith being the first round pick, being the, 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 the crown jewel of the, of the draft class. He's going to have a huge role on this defense. You, you want to see where he is right away uh, against a guy that you think is Tyler Smith, that is, you know, a bigger, stronger offensive lineman in this league. Uh, and, and I think it would be a nice test to see these kind of young guys go against each other, just to see what we have inside. You and I have been doing this podcast for a while now. And I just, I, <laughs> as you were talking, I just thought, is Mozzie Smith like the first round pick that we've talked about the least so far kind of going God. into camp? Like, cause like, I remember at this time last year, we were talking a ton about, Okay, hey, is Tyler Smith going to start? Remember, it, early on in training camp practices, he was rotating with yeah. Connor McGovern at left guard, right? We talked mm-hmm. about CeeDee Lamb a couple of years ago. It, it just seems uh, Micah Parsons, where he was going to line uh, up. With, I'll do you but, one better. I'll do you one better. We, we talked, I think, more about Tristan Hill when he was oh, the yeah. second round yes. pick than we probably have about Mozzie Smith. So, so. It, 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 I think Mozzie is just going to be one of those guys like – once we get the pads on and we're done with this walkthrough stuff where you can't really pop pads or anything yeah. like he'll be probably somebody that we get really excited about, but it's just crazy that I mean, we've gone like a month without talking about the Cowboys first round pick. I just think that's kind of insane. 
Well, it, it's funny because, right, like, you've got two players that you're really excited about. Two of, I mean, you're excited about all these guys, but two of these players specifically that you're excited about, and Deuce Vaughn and Mozzie Smith, right? And we talk about how the draft is like uh, football Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you get there and you open up your presents and you see what you got. You kind of don't open up your gifts for the defensive tackles and the running backs until training camp, no, right? Like, you don't no. really get to see and what Kind of even until the preseason, like, when you can actually start – tackling people right because that's right you know the cowboys how they run at least under mike mccarthy they're going to be very careful they're not going to do a lot of live tackling so we're going to probably have to wait till the second week of august before we see him make any notable type of plays and i think that that's why you know part of the reason that it's been tough to talk about is because there hasn't been much to see all we've been going on is still just tape from michigan what we've seen him uh what he played up there so you know we're still waiting on that kind of second christmas to open up our presence, uh, yeah. you know, whether it's the second or third week of training camp or the first preseason game, just to see what we've got in, in someone specifically like Mozzie Smith. Uh, my matchup is one between two players that have never played a snap for the Cowboys before. I think it's going to be Brandon Cooks against Stephon mm-hmm. Gilmore on the outside. We know that Cooks is probably going to be mostly an outside receiver. That's where Gilmore is going to play. And I'll just be interested to see what happens because I think my biggest fear with Gilmore as you get to be a 30, what is he, a 32, 33-year-old corner, is can he handle speed on the outside? Yeah. And is Brandon Cooks, I think Brandon Cooks is 29, turning 30, is Brandon Cooks still somebody that has that elite speed? I think we're going to find out pretty quickly what these two players can bring to the offense and the defense. I, I, I'm just so excited to see what those two vets look like in camp. Well, and the, the really fascinating thing about that is that they bring such a rich history with each other. To this yeah. group, right? Like they practice and played against each other so much when they both played for the Patriots and, and then just, mm-hmm. you know, being in the league that they kind of already have like this sort of matchup that, that, that they're just kind of continuing just with different uniforms. So uh, that's obviously a, a, a I didn't even think about that. I kind of forgot they played together. In yeah. Isn't Super that Bowl weird? Team, I mean, right? it's so crazy. They were buddies at, at, when they were the Patriots. They apparently kept track of each other and still talked like, well, twice a week, even after they were went separate ways. So it wasn't. In the uh, Super Bowl, was it the 2019 Super Bowl? The, the the game-winning interception by Stephon Gilmore was with Brandon Cooks as the receiver for the Rams, right? Remember the interception right down in the end zone oh, that's right. when they were together? So they've even had a, you know, a matchup against each other in the biggest game of the year. So it's it's just a, a, lot of really interesting, yeah, <laughs> a lot of history between these two guys. And seeing them wear the, the star in their helmets is going to be a lot of fun in camp. I, I, I just can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. A, a continuation of a battle between these two guys, these two friends, uh, you know, uh, there in Oxnard and in, in, in Dallas Cowboys camp. It should be exciting and fun. Uh, one more that I'm really interested to see. It's just Micah Parsons. I, I want to see how <laughs> he everyone. does against everyone, right? Because yeah. Parsons, I don't know if you've seen this on Instagram or threads or whatever social media you're using now. Uh, he's been talking a lot of smack about the <laughs> offense and uh, how he's, uh, he's going to dominate them in training camp and he's getting ready. I think he's posted a countdown today, like seven days until I got to go up against this group. And he posted a picture of the offensive line. Like he's ready to hunt this offensive line, which I think is amazing. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if he makes this leap in year three, because I think the first two years, I mean, he was an incredible pass rusher who didn't really know what he was doing. Now he's yeah. been working with some pass rush specialists, I just want to see, like, is he giving Tyron Smith just all sorts of fits in practice? I, I, I'm just pumped to see it. You know, if you remember last year, um, he his his training camp wasn't like uh, 
people weren't freaking out, but but it was because like he was destroying every single play, and they were just like, okay, Micah, just like let us finish the play. Yeah. It was so funny to watch because he would destroy whatever tackle it was, you know, come around and you know touch touch Dak, and they're like, okay, Micah. It's, well, like it's a little bit of like, like what it's what Des did back in like the early yeah, 2010s, like, where like come on, we had to we're talk to about practice here, right? Know? We had to talk about who was the star of practice. Well, outside of Des, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's where we're at with Micah. Parsons. Well, Micah's just like you know, okay, Micah, you got the sack. Now let us finish practicing the play yeah. so we the offense can get better for the weeks that they don't have to play Micah Parsons. So. Uh, yeah, I do think it's going to be fascinating to see uh, if he continues that level of dominance uh, and, and if we can even really tell outside of, you know, like one on one situations, because they'll just basically go. Yeah, Micah, just don't touch yeah. Dak. Just just go. Over. OK, you won. You won, buddy. Just, well, that's what I wonder, play. like in the in practice, if we I could see a scenario where if Micah plays more off the ball linebacker than people think in the first couple of weeks of training camp. And that gets everybody up, you know, upset and wondering, hey, is he not going to be an edge rusher? But instead, it's just allowing players like Sam Williams and yeah. Lawrence Armstrong just to get more reps at defensive end, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, I mean, you know what Michael Parsons is going to do. He's it's not like you need him yeah. uh, to, to check in on him. Now, obviously, he's got areas he can improve. Uh, that with areas we just talked about, and his hand placement, his you know technique. Those are those are areas that he he will need to work on it. But I also think that they know that they've got a pretty He'll baseline good player, and that Sam Williams could you know use some extra reps to kind of get better and, and grow a little bit himself. All right, we talked about some of the things that we're the most excited to see next week at training camp. But what is our biggest concern going into camp? Get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That is 200 that you can spend betting on anything and everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to get a, you know the first home run of a game, all in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. And what's better than that? There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Every day, we'll be back on tomorrow's show to talk about this awesome new staff of analytics people that the Cowboys have brought in under John Park. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that. But today, we are continuing answering your Twitter questions. Uh, this next one, I lost for who it was from. Oh, it's from John. Here he goes. He wants to know, what is the biggest concern going into training camp for the Cowboys? Well, I just think there's a lot of uncertainty, you know? I mean, there's, there, I, we've talked all off season about the fact that uh, the Cowboys have a couple different spots where uh, things aren't quite nailed down, you know? And it's, and we're not 
freaking out about it because we feel like the Cowboys have good solutions there. We just don't know which solution they're going to go with. And I specifically am looking at the offensive line, I think, here, right? You've you've got a collection of players that you think will create a good starting five. The question is, will they be arranged the way that we think that they will be? So I, I think my biggest concern is, you know, what happens if that doesn't work out as cleanly as we thought? Or, you know, or, or if, if that, what if they have an injury, right? Like what if they have an injury at a spot and I think injury is, is always number one, right? Biggest concern. Number one, there's, you know, with, with, with the training camp, you get these guys who are starting to ramp up, you know, uh, uh, exercise and, 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 and work in a way that, that, you know, they've obviously been playing or or working out at a high level. Most of them have uh, throughout the off season, just kind of getting themselves ready, but it's a, it's a step up in training camp. And, and, and there's a level of physicality that you are literally not allowed to have in the OTAs and mini camps. So there's always the concern that injury can happen. You, you add that in with a, at a position where, you know, like I said, we have good answers, but we don't have the answer yet. Uh, I think that it could be a situation where, you know, what if, Tyler Smith turns an ankle or, or I, I was know, thinking, if, I mean, knock on wood, this isn't even real well, but like Zach Martin, because yeah. who's your backup right guard? We talked about Chuma Adoga really being like a left side player. Who's your right side guard backup? Cause I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I would assume it'd be, uh, you know, either someone like, uh, well, let's go or someone like, uh, uh, Farniak. Farniak. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be a, it would be a, a scary situation. It'd be a disaster. So, would it yeah, be? yeah. So I mean, I think that there's stuff. There's always that concern that's there. And then you know, like I said, with the offensive line, but just kind of generally, there's there's some there's certain spots where we feel confident because of of the situation. There's a combination of a young player and an old player, or you know, you have some sort of of contingency plan inside that position group that if your plan A doesn't work that you've got a plan B, but, but, you know, obviously what happens if we get to training camp and plan A and plan B don't work? What happens if it's like the wide receiver position last year where your plans that you made, all of them fell through. And then now you're really, really kind of screwed at the position. I mean, I can see that happening at linebacker, right? Like they're counting on, you know, Damone Clark or Jabril Cox or, Obershawn, like one of those guys just to step up and be that number two linebacker. Mm-hmm. What if Leighton Vander Esch, you know, let's just, let's say it's not even anything major. Like he just tweaks a hamstring and he's out three weeks. All of a sudden you don't really have a proven linebacker on your roster. Right. So that's one spot that it concerns me. The other one I'm going to say, and I know you probably disagree with it, but it's kicker. I, I just think, <laughs> I think there is, because there's so much uncertainty around that position, it's going to make things kind of uncomfortable. And I, you know, they're going to get into situations in camp where it's, Hey, offense, you're down by three with 30 seconds left. Do you trust your kicker to make a 48 yard field goal? I, I don't know that they do. And I think that can make the, your whole team a little bit anxious when you get into some of these late game situations. So maybe they figure out something in camp. Maybe one of these guys steps up, but I do think that's one of the, positions that i am concerned about going into the the, the, the training camp i mean listen i I've, I've said my piece about kick every dayers have heard me say my piece about kickers lots but I, I mean i think if anything what i've been saying this whole time is that there isn't a time that you shouldn't be concerned about kicker sure. like it's like because there is no certainty with kicker um you know but there I, are I think, guys out there like when you had like dan bailey in his prime and i know it fell off quickly but until was, they don't but that's I the know. problem but right? at like, least going into i mean for four or five seasons you felt really really good about your kicker 
Um, I mean, the Cowboys are, this is not, nothing new for them. Is this like the third year in a row that we've had kicker questions for them? Yeah, but at the same, I guess my point is, is that you got halfway through the season feeling pretty good about your kicker last year and then he just completely fell off. It just started, it just happened suddenly. And I think that's what happens with all these guys. Like, I think you, there is a point where you can get a kicker that you, you feel like maybe can give you something for the long haul and, you know, go through, uh, 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 you know, some down times and then recover and that sort of thing. But for the most part, like the position is just a giant concern all the time, as far as I'm concerned, because th- there's just no certainty at the position. There's no stability at, at the position, the, the way that there is sure. in a lot of other positions in football. I mean, it still makes me nervous. I just wish they sure, had. Absolutely. I, would, yeah. I wish they had a veteran that had some skins on the wall that you'd be like, okay, even if he struggles, he's been around the league for 10 years. He's been, you know, an 86% kicker or whatever it is. He'll be fine. With the group they have in there, like, there's a chance that I don't want to say they could ruin practice because I don't think a kicker can ruin practice. But I saw this with the Bears a couple of years ago. Like, remember when they had the double doink against the Eagles? And that's yeah. all they focused on in training camp the next year was making that 42-yard field goal that just hung over them. And they were a terrible team the following year. I don't think that's going to happen to the Cowboys, but I do wonder until they <laughs> settle down this position a little bit, if it is a little bit of a cloud over them. My counter to that would be the problem was not the bad kicker. The problem was them overreacting to I think the bad that's kicker. A fair point. So that, and I think that's what I'm saying is that you do what you do. What you you get the guys you you think you make the best educated decision as you can before the season. But at a certain point, it's just a crapshoot. Even if you've got the best kicker in football, they all age comes for them all at some point. Yeah, I, I would agree. The only other thing I would mention is some of these guys just coming back from injury. We saw them yeah. last year. I, I don't want to say they rushed Michael Gallup back, but maybe they did a little I bit. I think they did. I mean, look, the, the problem was is, is relying on Michael That's Gallup. The, that was the issue. At, at, right. and, and that was the issue. And I think that that was where they made So I'm case. just looking at like Terrence Steele. Like, are they going to rush Terrence Steele to be ready by week three of training camp? Um, how do some of these other guys look that have been a little bit banged up this offseason? Sounds like Demarcus Lawrence had some little operation. I, those guys just always re-aggravating injuries and then missing three or four weeks of camp always concerns me a little bit. But outside of that, I don't feel like there's a ton to be overly concerned about going into the, you know this year. There's still some stuff to figure out, like we said. There's still some stuff to get into training camp and figure out exactly what it's going to look like, who's going to be doing what. But as far as like major fears of holes on this team, Cowboys have done a pretty darn good yeah. job of filling holes. Yeah, and the only other thing would be like, how does Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenhauer, yeah. how do they work yeah. together to call plays? Exactly. How does that come in? How does Dak, you know, is it like secondhand nature to Dak when it comes yeah. to like calling audibles? That stuff you'll will probably all get worked out in the first two weeks of camp. They'll probably have some breakdowns and they'll have to repeat plays and stuff. But other sure. than that, think they're going to be okay uh Landon, i want to talk to you about kind of the changing landscape of offenses in the nfl which means maybe more fullbacks this year we'll talk about that next we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed 
All right, our last question here. This is always just a little bit of catnip for Landon, just just to get him <laughs> interested in the podcast. Uh, this one comes from Pigskin uh, Prognosticator. He said, with guys like Coach A and Brett Coleman predicting the NFL to get bigger on offense with more fullbacks and tight end usage to put defenses in conflict, what are some Cowboy-specific things we can look forward to knowing who McCarthy has been historically like using fullbacks? Oh, man. Wow. Well, what isn't there to look forward to when a fullback's on the field, guys? Um, and, 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 I t- and I do agree. I think that, that what – and this was something that was predictable, obviously. It, it will switch back, right? Like that, that as teams get lighter in the box to try to defend the pass more, there will be more opportunity for teams to get bigger and take advantage of those lighter boxes and get a, a higher efficiency on, on run plays than they would have previously. Right. Well, and like, look at, look, if you're going against the Cowboys defense, look how they play. They play a lot of three yeah. safeties. They're going to play Donovan Wilson, a 208 pound safety as a linebacker. You've got Michael Parsons, who's a 245 pound edge. I think, I think it only makes sense to, to get bigger guys in the field to try to pound them in the run game. Yeah, so I think what you you know what you'll start seeing if you start seeing more fullback is and and <laughs> Marcus and I pointed out one specific play that we both really love is the lead draw. It's it's yeah. a Cowboys classic. It's you know Emmett made so much money off of that play. Uh, we were talking about Julius Jones was yeah. extremely good at running that play. Marco you know, Murray was very good at running. Marco was Murray was also very good. And and usually you know it's it's an I formation play where it it looks like it's a, a drop back pass. Uh, and the fullback and running back delay just a second, and then suddenly everything goes all at once up the middle with the handoff uh, to the halfback while the fullback leads his way through the hole. It's it's a beautiful play. It's fun to watch. Uh, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff that can be done, especially like I, I, I don't think it's coincidental, too, that as they start to put in more West Coast principle stuff, they're, they're starting to look into more of a fullback than I, they have previously. I mean, I mean they definitely had – guys that could play fullback on the roster these last few years for sure. But you have to think that with, with the signing of Hunter Lepke, that, that they, they have plans to use him in that position and, and as, as well as a running back as well. So you'll see offset. Uh, you'll see him line up as a wing. Uh, you'll see, you know, trap blocks where he's, he's a wing and he's coming inside and, 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 and whamming a, a, a defensive tackle. Uh, it, really what it does is it gives you another, versatile moving blocker you know uh, a guy that that can hit a moving target shield off a defensive lineman uh and, and just kind of add a little bit of creativity if you wanted to run some more power or gap stuff and then on top of that you know on on, on the stretch stuff i mean he, he's just another uh set of running back eyes in the ba- backfield that can that can help mm-hmm you know, clear out one extra blocker to give the running back a, a little bit of a cleaner look. And that's why it's sometimes useful to have a running back playing fullback, right? Is because yeah. he has running back eyes. He can see the threats. He knows where the running back wants to go. And so he can kind of help eliminate that. And then in the passing game, these guys are valuable as play action pass receivers. They can leak out of the the, the backfield. They get forgotten. They usually get covered by the worst athlete on the yeah. field. Uh, whatever that happens. And, and then sometimes you can take advantage if you've got a, a, a fullback who's a little bit slippery, who can move. As for Mike McCarthy's history, he's used the fullback a lot. Yeah. Like back in his days in Green Bay, they had John Kuhn who had a bunch of rushing touchdowns. Remember, McCarthy is a PA guy. We love our fullbacks here in yep. PA. So yeah. uh, I, I won't be surprised to see them have one on the roster. I just don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Hunter Lipke? 
right? Who they signed as an undrafted free agent. Is there going to be another offensive lineman like they used last year and the yeah. year before that when it was Connor McGovern? Uh, they even used Terrence Steele a little bit in the backfield. Was that two right. years ago? Yeah. Uh, so who who's that guy now? Because Connor McGovern's gone. Is it Farniak? Is it somebody else? We'll see. Um, and then if you want to look like down the roster and guys that are on the practice squad, I'm interested to see like is Sean McEwen playing more H back. Is Princeton Fant, Princeton who was Fant, a, yeah. yeah, was he he was a tight end in college and a running back. Does he get mm-hmm. you know lumped in with the fullbacks? I just kind of want to see like how they're trying to navigate that position, or they have they have an extra roster spot right now. Do they go mm-hmm. out and try to sign the best available fullback? All these things are gonna be, you know, things that we see early in camp. Well, it'll also be interesting to see exactly, you know. Fullback has had a lot of flavors over the years. It's changed quite a bit over the time. You mentioned them having, you know, putting tight ends and offensive linemen there. Uh, You know, fullback is also not the 6'1", 270-pound guy who is, you know, Moose Johnson types anymore, right? Like, they are more of a versatile uh, player. They, You know, because because they aren't as... uh, uh, you know, required for the offense, or they're not as such a. You have to wear a lot of hats, right? Yeah, you have to do a lot of things. Ton of hats. You got to do. You got to play special teams. You probably got to play every special team to be good at it. You got to be a good tackler. Uh, You you got to be able to play probably tight end a little bit too, just be or or, and running back because you have to make yourself uh, uh, roster useful, and 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 that's going to require. You know, especially if you're only getting in as you know, let's say ten snaps a game or something like that. It's probably you, not. You've got to be able to be a viable receiver. You've got to block. You've got to be able to do like these fullback dives. Like I know it's not the most creative running play in the world, but like you got to be reliable. You have to show that you have a little bit of power in, in that situation as well. That's why these guys are hard to find. That's right, and 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 you wouldn't tolerate a running back three that didn't play special teams or no, you know no. didn't have something else. So you you have to find a way to make him game day roster useful outside of the, the 10 or 15 snaps that he's going to play on offense. So it's, 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 it's not an exactly an easy uh, spot to find. Uh, and that's why they usually end up trying to find, you know, parse it together with, with other guys like a, yeah. a tight end or, or like in our case, an offensive lineman, because yeah. having a guy do that full time and be good at it. And then also be good enough at special teams and, and whatever to, to justify a roster spot on yeah. game day is, is tough. Last thing before we go. Who's your favorite Cowboys fullback over the last 20 years? So not including Moose. Let's see if I can rattle off some of the names. It was Richie I mean, Anderson, Jameis Olawali, Cricket Anderson, Cricket Tony Anderson's Fiametta. answer. Cricket, uh, Cricket Anderson's answer. Uh, who's, oh, Keith, what was it? Keith Davis, not Keith Davis. Keith, Keith Davis. Keith Smith. No, what's Keith Smith? Keith, Keith Smith, who's still who's, playing, right? Yeah, he's, with, he's with the Falcons, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Rod so. Smith was our favorite kind of hybrid fullback. Right. Am I missing any? You mentioned Fiametta, right? Yeah, Tony Fiametta for a couple Tony years Fiametta. was really good. He was really interesting because he was kind of a weird body type for the position, but he really could block. Uh, I loved cricket just because that dude was crazy. Yeah. Um, absolutely I think I crazy. Ball, right? Yeah, I think you did too. They named him cricket because he ate a cricket. Yeah, right? he ate like, a cricket. He liked eating yeah. crickets, I think. Yeah. Was, he's an interesting you got to be a little crazy to be a fullback, right? Absolutely. You have to either be crazy or be on your way to crazy. Yes, exactly. Uh, to play fullback for sure. I can't all right. <laughs> oh, I love talking fullbacks. This is the, the absolute best. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about this new analytics team that the Cowboys have hired this offseason. Uh, just want to let you know that we are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube as well. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. 
I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.